0: right we're back ladies and gentlemen we'll have episode 29 for you momentarily obviously conspicuous by his absence the past few episodes is joel jr ultra i would like to announce that joel is no longer a regular host on suge me the Mooney, or is rather unable to be a regular host on suge me the Mooney. but joel I know you're listening, so on behalf of Mike and all of your fans and certainly me, your number one fan, I'd like to thank you for all the positive contributions to Shug Me the Mooney. Thank you, Joel, for all the wonderful memories for so many episodes of Shug Me the Mooney. We wish you nothing but the best. Godspeed and good luck. And that was me um, ripping off Vince McMahon when he... um. When Macho Man Ron, Randy Savage uh, left WWE, but in all seriousness, um, Joel, I guess on his um from doing this show, um, you know tapped back into his uh, incredible creative creativity when it comes to um producing music and um producing um beats. As you hear on the beginning and the end of this episode, as you hear, if you watch um, our YouTube channel on, um, those, uh, videos, you hear his, his, um, beat making, and He just felt that he couldn't give it his all, um, to do that, uh, while also being on here regularly, um, and I was a little upset because, you know, I really, you know, both of us, me and Mike, we, we enjoy his, um, his presence on the show and the flow that he brings to the show by um, discussing topics with us on here. And it, it's, it's always a fun listen with him. You know, the first episode we put out was, you know, me and Joel, and I was actually a favor to me. Um, him doing it, and then he came back a few episodes later, and then we just decided to make it a regular thing, so, you know, it wasn't really intended for him to be a regular member of the show, but, you know, I'm going to miss him as, like, a co-host and as, you know, a partner in this, but at the same time, like, I've known Joel since my uh, sophomore junior year of high school um and he's been with me through ups and downs and you know i could really like honestly say like me i'm never ever had like a, a, a you know actual argument or fight other than it just being like a spirited debate about like you know random shit. so i'm definitely gonna miss him being a part of the show um regularly but you know I do believe he he gave me an impression that he would um, appear from time to time. So, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So anytime that Joel is on this show it's, or he comes in and makes a guest spot, it's going to be a treat um, to have him back on the show. So without further ado, Mike. I'll
1: cut you off. Uh, this might be bad timing, but uh, I actually just enlisted in the KISS Army. Uh, so, um, I have to say, I do. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> uh, can't be t- goddamn, pal. <laughs> oh, sorry, god. You, no, let me get this on camera. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> move on. That's what Vince said. Yeah, we'll move on, keep moving on. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally on page. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things on this episode. It's episode 29. Uh, what is it, November 20? 9th 28th
0: 28. November 28th
1: 2020 mm. episode 29 and uh we have less specific uh like topical things like you know like things are the current events we're talking about more about just like uh things that have been prevalent going way back and um uh, so uh, first thing we're going to jump into is body shaming inequalities and I have things to say about this as well uh, that I know Shug wants to talk about. Uh, and another thing that, I mean, I'm going to ask a lot of questions about this. Uh, black masculinity being defanged. I know Shug, you want to talk about this, but this has been on the on the table for a while. Mm. Um, and also we're going to talk about sports with uh, harassment. And off-camera, we were talking about how um, uh, it's not just like on the field things. It's like also everyone else involved in sports because uh, we have a lot of female you know people involved in sports with like journalism and stuff and uh we're gonna talk about that as well and that's episode 29 and it's post thanksgiving thankful i am i am so thankful that we did this 29 weeks ago no i can't can't be 29 weeks goddamn pal
0: all right mike so uh, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, was, you know, scrolling through Twitter. That's, you know, basically what I do most of the day, just um refreshing Twitter. And, you know, you see different stuff that intrigue you for whatever reason. It's funny. It's interesting. Um, wh- whatever I have you. So I came across this tweet. that Somebody retweeted. Um. This this person um I'm not gonna say their name because I want to put you on like blast but she said some of y'all be fumbling your own bag and then posted pics of um I guess a conversation she probably it seemed like it's um yeah yeah it's, I I don't know if it's um like yeah. Tinder or mm-hmm. one of those dating apps um but they they um. Because the first, um, the first text is, there's no way you swiped on purpose. This is the guy that she matched with. You said, and then the the, the girl said, "You said you were listening to Kitty Cat all day in that picture with the fruit. What was I supposed to do?" So obviously it was some um, picture of his that she she thought like you know he was um. She, she thought he was attractive or saw, saw something attractive in him. So he just opens up and says, I'm only 5'8", sorry. So then she says, I'm also 5'8". Are you trying to get rid of me, LMAO? No, nah, I'm not. I just know six feet or taller is what is what's required. Did I say that? Or are you making a generalization about women's expectations of you based on women you've interacted with in the past? And then he says, I just turned 29 this past week. Since 18, it's kind of been a societal thing. And then she said, it's also been a societal thing for me me that men don't like me, don't like dark-skinned women. But despite that, somehow I've managed to meet men who do. This woe-is-me vibe as a first impression ain't doing it for me and the sad thing is I thought you were cute and then he said well I'm happy you've met men who do I haven't had that experience it's not woe is me it's a fact and then she said no woman has ever given you a chance in your entire life and he said no which uh, that seems kind of a stretch um. And then she said, if that's the case, I hate to break it to you. It's not because you're short. There's another reason. LOL. I date short men all the time, and so do my friends. And he said, women have told me it's because I'm short. Sorry about your luck. And then she said, sorry about your luck, buddy. Hope you get some one day. And then he said, you can go on Twitter right now. And type short men in the short, in a search bar and watch women clown men my height and you'd think it's funny, I guess. And then she said, and here was a woman interested in you anyway, and you blew it up talking about how it was impossible. And then he said, it's all I know, women make sh- fun of short men, it's hard to be positive when it's a reality. So Mike. Okay, well just just to clarify
1: um Shug is reading my tinder account right now that was that was me no uh no um just before i get serious about it the, the other thing i want to say is like it felt like goddamn, they divorce court Goddamn, this is the first time you talk to these motherfuckers and you're going to be able deep into that i remember when i was on tinder in 2014 mm-hmm. 2013 2014 all i would do is hey hey Doing, and then the next one be like, "Oh, you have a great smile." And my friend told me, "Just say you have a great smile. You want to meet? I don't, you know, at a bar or whatever." And then it worked like twenty times going out to the bars. This is a crazy conversation just, just to have virtually. Can right. we just get that out of the room? Uh, is is that saying something about how social media is changing? Because I don't know how old these people are. You know, they could be like twenty. You know, I don't know. Well, old. he said. You know, he said he well, he said it was, yeah, 29, he said he was yeah. twenty nine. He said he was twenty nine. I, I yeah, and I remember. But think about it like that. Like that's that's some hardcore stuff to talk about when you're just texting, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of insecurities. Uh, I I have a lot of insecurities too, uh, and you know I grapple with it. Um, but uh, should, like, what do you think the back and forth like? You know the like like, what was the goal of this? Like you know what I mean? Like,
0: well, well, like I'm gonna just start it off by saying, like the 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 chick involved, like I told, like she she isn't a bad guy in there, cause it is kind of mm-hmm. weird for like if you're talking to somebody that you've shown interest mm-hmm. into, um, for him to kind of re- re- yeah, for him to 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 just um basically give you reasons or basically give you reasons as to why like you shouldn't be interested into him like because she did she said he fumbled his bag but mm, um he, he fumbled his bag and he definitely did because you know she she said like you know i, I, I thought you was cute and i that one pick and i was genuinely interested in you but now that i'm talking to you it's just like this you know, it it ain't attractive what you're talking about. But you know, the when I read it and you really like, you know, take a step back and you think about it and you you watch this guy basically degrade. You, you know, basically, um, prejudging. Not really just that, but him be basically, um, dissuading you f- from. Mm-hmm being interested in him because he's short and it, it made me think i'm like all right he's 29 years old He probably been short his whole life um and obviously like you stop growing like in your like at 22 23 years old so you know for his you know for about five or six years you know life basically sealed his fate as like a short man and you know, it made me think about it and I'm like, you know, yeah, this is kind of sad that he's kind of like taking himself out of the running but at the same time, it's just like, you know, what, how much insults has has this guy been taking his whole life that um made him feel so insecure about himself and it's funny and if, you know, that was my first thought and then my second thought was like, because like I said, it was something that was retweeted. So I think it was somebody else commented or you could see the comments on it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And people were basically like clowning him. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, now if this was like a fat girl um, and a guy swiped right on her or like matched with her and then he started talking to her and then she was all like, oh, like, you know, there's no way you could have wanted me because nobody's ever wanted me all my life because I was fat and I'm da da this and a third. Like, everybody in the comments would be like, oh, this is so sad. Like, she's, you know, oh, she's so insecure about herself and blah-blah-blah-blah-blah, and this and a third. But, you know, when it comes to guys, like, you know, that height thing, like, it, it's it's like a... a genuine thing i see on social media and and all around that like short guys um they really get like mm-hmm. you know insulted i mean i remember the first thing when our whole tory lane's meg the stallion thing happened like all people could talk about is like you know tory lane's being short and The only reason like he shot at her was because he couldn't get his feet out of the car or some shit like that and you know it it, it's funny but there's never really nobody defending that and i just remember um uh i seen like people like models and stuff like that when the whole craze for like um you know inclusion and stuff like that when it came to models like um You know, there being more representation of you know full-figured women and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you you like you never see that kind of stuff with like guys, like you never see fat guys modeling um or chubby guys modeling stuff. A matter of fact, Mike, I don't know if you know the first comic comically, comically, like you you say Bert Bert, whatever the
1: comedian, like showing his belly. That's funny, right? No, some people have bellies.
0: Yeah, and, it, Sorry, sure. and and I was actually, like, the first thing I... I you know, I, when I thought about it in my head, I was like, you never see that with guys because if you see... A, if you saw, like, a chubby guy modeling, like, some swim trunks or or underwear or stuff like that, it would be seen, like, as comedy. It, it would... It, you know, people would make fun of it. It'd be, like, funny. And, like, actually, I gotta give... Um, Rihanna like a shit ton of credit because she's probably or her company um, the Fenty um, the, the Fenty brand is actually one of the first brands because she first came out with lingerie and it was basically for women and she was one of the first women that had like dark skin models um, plus size models skinny models it had like all different types and she kind of the way it was done wasn't a way to show like all women are sexy blah 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 blah. and then just recently she came out with a men's line and she did the same shit like you've it was the first time i've ever seen outside of like you know what do you call it big and tall or casual men oh yeah, yeah yeah like it was, like, the mm. first time I've ever seen, like, it was, like, a chubby dude wearing, like, boxes and wearing, like, a silk robe <laughs> and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the thing with the, the um, with, like, the plus size model for the women, they would always say, like, yeah, you want to see a woman because that's what the average woman looks like. And I'm, like, I'm seeing, like, this chubby dude on, while I'm looking at the Fenty male underwear stuff, right? And he's a chubby dude like me. Like, yo, like, this dude got boxers on and his belly's hanging over a little bit. But guess what? He still looks fly. And Rihanna's, like, the pioneer there. And she did that without, you know, because there really is never really any criticism, you know, whenever guys get fat shamed or body shamed. But when it's, it's a woman, there's always a lot more sympathy. And, like, to me, like, weight is something... Weight is something you 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 don't really have any control over, and like I've been on like dating sites and stuff like that. I just like want to give a
1: shout out. I oh, know I just want to give a shout out to.
0: No one gets and no
1: one gets any credit. Uh no, no one gives credit to Rihanna for being low key kind of like the baddest chick in the last fifteen years. No one gives her credit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't think people really like appreciate like constant hits over the years and then not obnoxious in social media or not an obnoxious in publicity and then what we're talking about now great it's great
0: yeah and i've been on like websites where like you know it's, it's what he's what this dude said like the, the guy in the text is true like you be on dating sites and you could put in your you could put in height preference like oh i don't want to date a guy under six feet you know, at the same time, like, you know, like, but you can't put in like a weight preference. You know, me and Joelle always say like we, we, we're we not attracted to like, you know, uh, big women, but they don't give us that option. And it's like, to me, you know, like with weight, you could kind of like diet and exercise and get your weight down if, if your weight bothers you. If your weight bothers you or you feel bothered by your weight like you could do something about that but like height like mm. you, there's no surgery there's no exercise there's nothing to grow to make you grow
1: yeah there was an episode of the simpsons where uh bart wanted to play a character the sidekick of radioactive man and so like he Pull you stallions, pull! And it was his dog and his cat, and he was trying to like grow the extra couple. You're only one inch, you're one inch uh shorter than what we need for the character. That's like that's what the producer says when they make the movie in Springfield. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, I grew an inch and uh several extra whatever. Um, but that's totally true. Um, I always get a thing with uh my ID. Uh, I said five eleven, they were five ten. I I looked, I was like, what? I'm five eleven, right? Not five ten. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Like it's like that extra, you know, every inch matters. Uh, but in, you know, be, I'm being serious though too. Uh, she's at fault because she's the one who like posted the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You don't post. You don't post someone's private thing. Like, she's the one who posted no, well, the way way. Put, his his post. well. She didn't His name isn't. It.
0: His name isn't in there. So, but, who's gonna know who of, it is? Yeah. That,
1: but that energy of like making fun of stuff like that's so then this guy may never even see this uh tweet but someone like me or someone else they see it and then they they have that same interaction that this guy won this guy had on a whim obviously she didn't think the long term word, you know like oh i'm just texting this guy whatever whatever he was a dick to me whatever i'm gonna whatever whatever then you then you spread it out there and then so many other men or boys whatever see this they get a negative Thing in their head. So your
0: know? your question does that make sense? The, you are questioning her motive or like her agenda?
1: Yeah, and I know that she, mm-hmm. is just for a tweet, or you know that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a bigger. Yeah, you gotta bigger do thing what you gotta do for the here.
0: for the likes. I mm-hmm. mean, but you you gotta do what you gotta do for likes and like retweets. But I mean, like like I said, it's, it's body shaming thing. Like my parents always get on me for like my weight. I like I'm not gonna lie to you, me, me and Mike talked about it a little bit. Like during the pandemic and stuff like that, I gained like a good amount of weight. But this was even before then. Like you know, like I don't. I, my my weight always has been around like 190 to like 208 pounds. But you know, if you look at like my old. Um, profile pictures before I switched it to my Sugar Me to Mooney pictures. Like both of them pictures were back when I was like working out regularly, and I'd actually got down to like a buck seventy, like between a buck seventy a buck seventy five, and I was fit and stuff like that. And you know, when I was in college, I was around at uh, like one ninety five, two hundred round, two hundred um range. And I always put it to you to people this way, like when I was like fit, like and slim and, and working out and stuff like that, I used to get women that I ain't even like really want. And when I was like chubby in college and out of college and stuff like that, like I actually got women I didn't even think I could get. So it's it's kind of weird how that perception is, and I always you know, I never really, the only thing with, like, putting on weight that I don't care for and I, that would make me want to, like, drop pounds is just the fact that, like, I have all this clothes and all this fly shit that's, like, you know, a certain size, but it's not, like, fitting normally, and I want to get down to that size.
1: To paraphrase Pulp Fiction, Jules, I'm a charming motherfucker. You're a, you're a charming man. It doesn't matter about the, uh, you know, but, um. Uh, in 2017, I was 213, right. and 2012, 2012, I was 139. Mm-hmm. I put on about like 30 of pure muscle. It just I, I started working out and I went on like a whole like change up, this whole change up thing, and then I kind of just like coasted from like 2016 for like a year, and then I lost. <clears throat> I went back down one 183. One mm-hmm. I went down to one eighty three in two months. <clears throat> That's weird. I feel like Mac from uh, Always Sunny. <laughs> I gained and lost sixty pounds in two months. That is on you know because I just watched that episode of uh, uh, Always Sunny. I, I rewatched the whole series, and uh, I gained and lost sixty pounds in two months. <laughs> that happened, <laughs> and uh, that is on that is unhealthy or whatever and i'm like yeah well but that happened but um yeah i mean of course there's you know date you know dating wise like uh we we're talking about the apps too like where you like write down how tall you are or, like, you, you know you write how tall you are you can't write out like you write average and you say these other different things um but um i don't know like i don't know should, take over for me uh mm-hmm. I, I don't know like because some people have preferences that are beyond in your own head i i might have my own image I mean, in my head and then it's not it's not perfect for me but someone else might like it you know you, you know what i'm saying yeah that's it mean, uh, let me put it to you that's it's crazy right? you know
0: you know like me like we've started on the show so it ain't news to anybody like me and joelle like we've said like we're not attracted to to big women and like my, my parents and a lot of, like, some of my friends, like, they'll say the, the the thing to me. They'll be like, oh, that's wrong. Like, you're being picky and you're being shallow. And I'm just like, yo, bro, like, I'm not attract I'm just simply not attracted to them. It's just not, I'm not saying that they are unattractive or they're ugly or they're unattractive because of their weight. I'm saying to me, I'm not attracted to them. It's like. Asking like a gay man, like why don't you attracted to women? It's like because I'm just not. It doesn't. It ain't. It ain't right. It ain't. It ain't it, much. It's bad. borderline.
1: It's, yeah. it, it's like a very fine line between uh, preference and fetish. So if you know, I, we we joke around about pinot, but like some people prefer something, but then they fetishize it and they say like, oh, the reason why you like this is because it's abnormal. Mm-hmm. Well, if I like someone who looks like that, you know. It's not a fit, It's just, you know, but the people, we we can we can dance around the obvious. The whole thing uh, in American culture since post World War II is this one structure of this is what's normal. That's normal models, skinny models. You know, that wasn't that's from France, but like skinny models are very skinny. They look boyish and like very skinny. But people you know some people like curvy some people like you know a little uh, hourglass um but then that then out of nowhere it becomes abnormal to like that because there's one it's like one you know everything has to be like one thing but it's not true and we're we're exploring that now in the last uh decade and so like uh, like like me like oh i'm the white man like that is the def- default but mm-hmm. no it's not like there there was a something created with me and Shug, What? what's one of our favorite shows mad, some, men. Multi- mad men mad men okay. mad men and they they structured how we perceive society through images uh, and stuff uh,
0: yeah
1: yeah so and then now they're doing it now mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's fluid because everything's changed too i would like to talk about that as well about uh post 2020 uh media but uh does that make any sense like just saying
0: how like default and representation it matters something we're gonna get into a lot on the next subject but you know like people you know like the whole shit when we talked about like interracial dating (laughs) like people would say like oh like you like white girls blah 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 and i know i won't lie to you there was a point in my life like, you know, I I really did like white women, but you know, I think part of that was the fact that when I was a kid, all the fine women you'd see on TV were white women. So it was just like, all right, your first couple crushes are that. Like who did I tell you my first crush is? <laughs> uh Alicia Service right. One of those one one of those ones. Christina Richie.
1: Right. So Okay, oh yeah, sorry. Yes. Well, yeah. But, uh, objects it, of affection yeah
0: but um like I say with the whenever like people get on me with the whole like oh you don't, you don't you don't that's that's wrong like you don't like fat women da, da, da. and I'd be like listen I know a dude in college right that was he played baseball played football he was athletic and and stuff like that and like you know Handsome dude. And, bro, like, this dude loved, like, big girls. Like, he, like, the bigger, the better. Um, That's what he wanted. And I remember one time, because he used to commute, and he only came to campus for, like, class. So he hang out with us, like, you know, between classes and stuff like that, and then go home. So he never really used to hang out at the bars. So people in like the girls that regularly be at like the 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 college bars and stuff like that never really seen him before, or didn't even know like he goes to school. So we went to like the bar, and he was um. You know all these girls was like oh shug who's your friend da 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 who's he da da da, and bro like these was like fine women, but like just the fact that they were like. Slim or like not fat, like he wasn't really interested. He ain't even really like paid him no mind. So then, um, fast forward like a couple of weeks, he's like, "Shug, like yo, like we gotta hang out. Like I gotta take you to my town. We we'll go to the bars. Like my friend's birthday. Like da 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 da." Dog, we get to this bar and. I will look around and I start to notice like, yo, like, all the women around here are, like, fat. And this is where he grew up. Mm. So, like, like, you know, that's where he learned that from. He was just like, yo, like, if you're gonna like a woman, like, she gotta have like, a lot of meat on her bones. But the point is, I'm just like, you can't really hone, like, be like, oh, like, that's wrong, you don't like fat women. I'm like, it ain't me. I'm not telling you not to, to deal with them. But, it just ain't my my cup of tea. But at the same time, and I and like to me, I kind of felt guilty about that. Like yo, like I thought to myself, I'm like, oh, are you shallow? And then like I started to think about like my friend, and I I knew other people. I know of other people. I do date big women like regularly, and I'm just like yo, like you know, even though I'm not for you, I know there's somebody out there that is that some there's somebody that would love that, but. You know, the, the 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 just to bring this back to what we were talking about, I don't think nobody, I don't think anybody's having those conversations with like girls, like, oh, you're shallow because you won't date like this chubby guy, like he got to have well, abs and blah blah well, blah blah blah. Well, they act, they kind of fetishized this
1: in the last ten years, dad bod. Right. You ever hear of dad bod? That that's kind of like a polite shaming. Mm-hmm you don't think um and what well, i said before about like preference and fetish the thin line also preference and you don't have to freaking diagnose me like oh uh, or if i like uh, a really skinny girl well he's probably lean homosexual because he likes skinny boys so you, you don't have to get that deep into that think, yeah. shit. you know what i mean like, <laughs> you got that smile no, and yeah, yeah. you got no, that lights on but like, <laughs> you know, like a, but then like i've heard things about like oh you like um you feel like a big 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 woman or a big you know well i just start with a a, our gender or whatever um oh you like a big woman oh you're afraid that um competition like oh she's gonna like you because if you're if you're like a fit guy like us you know and then you're with someone who's like whatever they'll be happy to be with you because Mm -hmm. they're uh you know and that's what they say like and this is this is, I know, uh, Shug loves BuzzFeed, but a lot of this shit is perpetrated by BuzzFeed. I know you, you—that's your guilty pr- pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of that shit is uh, just like someone, one person has like one gripe in their life. Now the whole society is like, oh, I agree with you, and yeah. I, then then they listen to everything else. You know what I mean? But I don't, you know. I think it's just, you know, it's like, you know, I like funny women.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't care what you look like, funny women. I've been with everyone, uh, ever. Trust me, right? Black, white, uh, Asian, everything. Um, uh, I like someone who can make me laugh, cause uh, I always said in my head, when I was younger, I was like, you know what? In fifty years, I want someone to make me laugh, cause we're we're just gonna be laying around together. Yeah,
0: yeah. just Quite like, a, you know, like personality, personality and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but well, that's like the long long term thing, but yeah, but um. I just like someone that can make me laugh. I And then you talk about college with the college bars. I used to go to Binghamton like once a month um, during college. And um, this one girl was busting my balls like so much. And I was like, looking at her, I was like, all right, okay. Like, just bust my chops. She kept cut kept, because I think she was a super senior and I was like a sophomore. So I was mm-hmm. probably like 19. And she's like, other side of the bar, just like bust my chops. And I'm like, looking at her, I'm like, Okay, we'll see how it goes. By the end of the night, we're watching Dave Chappelle DVD, all around her in her bed, and uh, having a good time. Comedy, it, it it supersedes everything with me, with women. But uh, that's a little uh, side note. Yeah, yeah it, it had not, no, I didn't care what she looked. She was great, great looking. I'm telling you, like, a, like an eight, eight or nine. But uh. I just like, you know, that's my preference. Is that, does that, what does that say about me? I like someone funny. Like, think about that. you know, that's not the same thing. It goes with uh, the dad bod thing. Like, oh, I like someone who has a dad bod.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: like someone who's funny. What does that say about me? You can't read into it. Don't read into it. It's just how, what you like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah, like, that was the, good. The, the point of it, um especially when it comes to, to this this guy, match sure with those girls like nobody's yeah, really, nobody's out of your league unless you like you know take yourself out of the league like because you you clearly had somebody um there that was interested in you and she even told you like the thing that you were sensitive about was something she didn't really give a crap about and she even shared that like you know she was sensitive about being dark skinned but you know she ain't you know she, she didn't handicap herself and and say that but um but like i said the the thing is just like for somebody to feel a like lot self-conscious about you know something about them especially and i and i could understand it because like i said with height it's just something you can't it's something you can't change at some point in your life you stop growing and, you know, so I could understand why somebody would be that, that conscious about it. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, why, um, why take yourself out of, um, All right? why take yourself out of running?
1: I, I totally agree with, um, cause like people, now there's a new thing about saying, like, I know someone, oh, I, I know someone who was like 10 pounds overweight and, and they go, you're, you're obese. Like, okay, we can work on that you know, to be the, the normal, the average, yeah. uh, for your body, you know, for your body mass. Um, yeah. So uh, like, uh, before I started, like, I actually started working out and stuff. I was still in college and, and I was like, uh, we were talking about body, body shaming is like the point of this, uh, topic. And I always felt, I, uh, I always felt I was the same as like someone who was like obese. Cause I was so skinny. I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. and um i guess um like i wouldn't gain weight like i I, and I wanted to tell, i try to and then i started finally working out and i asked my my uncle and i was like it's always more pleasing is that pleasing or it, something like he said um it's more something if you have a smaller frame because i'm not supposed to be this big to begin with like, right now mm-hmm. um, yeah so that well, was got, the one that like I, as, aesthetically aesthetically yeah aesthetically pleasing if you if you have more weight on you mm-hmm. and you have a smaller frame and i was all right cool and then i found out that he was uh juicing i was all right <laughs> okay can i have some of that buddy
0: and Not- so,
1: you never gave me any money for, you didn't give me money for my confirmation give me some money for some juice give me some steroids buddy give me some <laughs> uh, give me give me at least two uh two sessions or what the fuck it's called the uh to uh like a free
0: like a free trial.
1: <laughs> what's the word again? you don't know like a free know, a, like a cycle. Give, yeah, me, t- give two me two cycles. cycles. Yeah. uh But yeah, but that that is true too. I always like. I guess it's not a, that big of a deal. Yeah. But I always promote. I always promote the fact that like it's not all about obesity or being overweight. It's also underweight too. Mm-hmm. You know that as a man, and we're gonna get into this too about uh. In our next topic too but like as a man like you want to be fit you want to be big you want to fit, you know
0: yeah and like um you you know for like for for girl like you like to me like girls like no it, confidence though like for girls for girls like you could be like big and sexy and then you got like somebody like a lizzo who um and i forgot the one other girl the, um black comedian me me and my was in a hotel um she was at the same hotel like me and my friends was at nicole something i forgot i'm sorry if you ever listened to this and i forgot your name um but she but you know you have those like women who are like voluptuous as it were and you know they get to be sexy and people look up to them for being that way and then um but for guys, like, you know, I, like, I get like the last like big dude that was like out there being big and like he, he was fly and like a Lotharo was like biggie small, was, like, like Heavy D. Yeah. But not even Chris Wally. Heavy Chris, D. Part of reason, oh, no. For reason Chris Shout Wally. Out to he- Shout out
1: to Heavy D. He used to come to my uh, girlfriend's um, deli. When uh, he was so awesome, apparently to uh, uh, her dad, and Heavy D was
0: lost very too too soon. Yeah, um, R. I. P. Heavy D. Actually, me and him got the same birthday. Um, but you know, Heavy D, Pardon. Biggie Smalls, like, and you you brought up Chris Foley. but Chris. Part of the reason Chris Foley, like, oh, you, know, you know, uh overdose and stuff like that was like, even though he was funny and popular and famous and stuff like that, he, 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 he didn't feel he never, he never like, um, he didn't feel attractive or he felt that that was what he was always going to have to be. And it was never going to be enough to just always be a fat guy, the funny fat guy. And that's, that's life got to him. So when you circle back to, to this guy, Mm with his self-esteem is it's, it's a serious thing and nobody talks about it with men and like for me when I was fit it was funny as hell and that's the last thing I'm gonna say about it when I was fit and I was working out and stuff like that right I got myself out like my arms was nice my back looked nice my chest was nice but the only thing I could never get was a six-pack and that was the one shit that people kept on harping on and harping on when I was, you know, fit was mm. like, Oh, when are your abs going to come in? It looks like you still got like a little gut and people would pinpoint that. And like, you know, when I started to put weight back on, you know, I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Like even if I was to lose my weight again, I'm not going to have a six pack and people are still going to harp on um, my body. So I was just like, I'm going to just enjoy the, i'm just enjoying the body that i'm in and just whatever i feel comfortable at is what i feel comfortable at.
1: all right shook uh we've been talking a lot about uh a lot of a lot of things this episode so far about um we talked about body shaming already um there's something like i could talk about that but i can't talk about this so i want i would love for shook to talk about uh this next topic, it's uh, black masculinity being defamed. That's what we labeled it as, and um, it came up, uh, it came up personally. And I just want to, I want to hear from Shug about
0: it, and I'm gonna give him the platform right now. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, I, I want to say this tastefully, and I don't know if it's if it sounds homophobic or um, discriminatory like be be, feel free to let me know but i'm actually like i I want to give background for what i'm gonna say and then you can make your own conclusions um but you know mike the other day um he suggested to me there's um a Save by the bell reboot sequel new generation type of thing and um you know, as a, a fan of, like, the old show, I was like, yeah, you know, it's cool, da, 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 da. but, you know, this one, you know, the the original cast is kind of going to be, like, background-supporting characters, and they're going to have, like, a whole new um, group of students to be, like, the Bayside clique, um, and, of course, you know, with... It being 2020 and inclusion and representation and all that good stuff, you know, obviously this group is far more diverse because it was like you know the original group was four white people, a black girl, and a um Hispanic guy. So, I don't know. so I told Mike that um, yeah, I'd be interested in watching because I would be interested in watching. Cause they got like a black dude on there. And I was like, you know, I'll be interested in watching just as long as like that black dude ain't gay. And, you know, if you just stop right there, it's like, Oh my God. Like what's the What's wrong if he's gay and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's the, what I followed it up by saying to Mike was that usually they'll have these shows and they kind of like draw me in. Because, you know, I can't, I, I really, like, it's rare instances where I do. Because, as you know, I'm a fan of, like, Friends. Um, it's Always Sunny, uh, Cheers. You know, these shows with predominantly white class, cast. But a lot of newer shows, if they don't really have, like, a black person on there, like, it's hard for me to get into it. Because there got to be somebody on that show I can relate to and you know what a lot of shows i find that they do is like they'll have a black guy on there and as soon as you start watching if it ain't the first episode it's later on that you find out like they're gay and they've been closeted closeted gay and you know i explained explain it to mike in this way that like you know with mike if he watches a show and is like a gay white guy right you know, he's still good to watch it because odds are they'll have like a gay white guy and then they'll have like a regular straight white guy and or they'll they'll have like an attractive white guy and then they'll have like a fat white guy. So like representation ain't you know hard for 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 like white men or white women. But when it comes to like minorities and people of color, like, you know, they'll think that they're diverse by just like throwing in like one black guy or one black girl. And then like, they'll make them like gay or bisexual. So that way that segment of the country is represented. And to me, we the the first time I actually encountered this issue is because, um, you know, the real world, I was like, I'm a big fan of that show. I was a big fan of that show when it was on. um, but you know, we talk about like Chappelle show, that Mad Real World um skit where he talks about like you know they would always have one black guy on there and like he'd seem crazy because he's the only black guy on there. What if you flipped it and you had like one white guy and he had to live with like six other black people? Like he'd seem crazy too. Um, but in the real life, like with 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 Real World, like I remember there was one specific like what i always used to notice is like the people of color on the show they never really um showcase them like doing stuff like they just happen to like be there and it kept on going on i was always like hopeful for like it to be the season where the black guy does stuff and then um it had a season, I think it was like Philadelphia or something like that. And they had a, you know, I was getting excited because you get to see the the pictures of the um the cast. And this one I was actually kind of excited for because it actually had like a black guy and it had a black girl. So yeah, two black cast members. So I'm excited. I'm like, yo, like, all right, it's Two out of seven um, black people, like, they have to show the black people doing shit. This one, they have to. Because, you know, mm-hmm. just off of, like, percentages. And you watch, like, the first episode. And first of all, the black girls, like, you know, I'm only really into, like, dating white guys. Like, I'm not interested in, like, black, gu- black dudes and, like, the least. Blah, 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 blah. So then the the black guy, who's actually, I think, like really like famous now because he's on uh, well I don't want to give away just yet. You know, he pulls her to the side at you know when they go out to like a bar or something, and he says to her, like she he he says to her, like, I wanna tell you something before I tell like the rest of the group. Um so what she thought he was gonna say is that, you know the same way she likes white guys, like, he likes white girls. So then he turns to her, and he's like, you know, I'm... I, I I'm haven't I'm said this, but like, I'm actually gay. So that kind of, like, took me out of the show, because I'm like, yo, like, alright, so it's a gay black guy, and then it's a white... It's a black girl who only likes white guys. So if I'm watching this season, the only... Black representation on this thing. I'm gonna just see like a black girl out hooking up with white guys who, out you know, in the interracial thing that we did when we discussed inter- interracial dating. You know, like it would be wrong for like a black guy to out, out, outrightly just say like, listen, I'm not interested in black women in the least. Like, I don't find them attractive. Blah 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 blah. That's why I date white women. Like, that's basically what she said. She was like. I'm not attracted to black guys. I don't like them. Um, I only like white guys, blah, 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 So that's what I would have to watch with her. And then I would have to see a black guy uh, basically um, hooking up with guys, black, white, Asian, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, you know, it ain't really – it wasn't really for me like a homophobic thing. Like, oh, ew, I don't want to see that, blah, blah, blah. It was just like – to me, I'm just like, you know, to – this thing is being broadcast into all these different homes, right? Across the country, the millions of viewers and to a lot of people, the first time they're seeing like a black person might be on this show. And this is what's being represented. This is what's being represented, represented, but it's not being represented, representative of me being a straight black guy. And what I kind of notice a lot in like media is like, Every time you watch a show now, it's just like, I, I feel like this whole representative and, you know, we want to be seen type of thing, like, it kind of really like stepped over like straight black guys. And we talked about it um, recently, where it's just like black guys or like straight black guys are basically like the villains or like the bad people within our own community. And I just feel like we're being, like, underrepresented. Or if we're represented, they kind of have to make us, like, effeminate. Um, Essentially, they kind of have to, like, you know, what Mike said, defang us. They basically have to make us, you know, like, you take the, the teeth out of a snake. You know, the snake isn't lethal anymore. You have to make him, like, you know, um basically um sensitive enough that you know you could sell him to different people and it's, it's not something it's not totally new because from way back when with like minstrel shows and stuff like that they would show black men as being lazy um and stupid and dumb so you know a lot of the ideas during Jim Crow and segregation and black people not getting the opportunity a lot of that basis comes from back then with just this idea like black men are less are less than than everyone else and then you know you go to like a dw griffith um doing uh birth of a nation this um you know they had black men looking like sexual like deviants and brutes and so you had that idea so it was never really in between it was never really like an in-between um where you just saw a black guy just being a black guy
1: yeah um you just said brute uh, so basically there was a there was so many like we, now tropes we have it was the brute was the guy who come into your town like a, like a western and still you're a woman that was the brute and you had the guy who went from the uh Jim Crow. Um, Jim Crow South going to New York or like into a you know modern city, and they call them you know coons. Mm -hmm. And that was like there's so many different, like, and and then there's other ones too. But, uh, yeah, the the, with the uh representation, what I can say for me, I want I please, I I wish you could keep, I don't want to cut you off, but um. I I totally understand it or understood it when I was like really young. I was like probably 10 or 12. And I saw a guy and I keep talking about him all the time. Colin Quinn, Irish guy from New York and he represented me. And I go, oh, I get it. Like when I was like 10 or 12. And that was a long time ago. That was like 20 years ago. You know, does that make sense? Where, okay, like I understand. I know it's not as deep as uh, like a whole racing, but like, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, he, he's, he's talking for me. Like, I get it now. Like, he's mm-hmm. speaking for me. I and I was like ten or twelve. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. But Real World was always about that too. Real World um, was always about showing, showing different types. Of, you know, like, uh, segment of the population and stuff. But I think after a while. And it was actually 2004 it was you're right it was 2004 uh the philadelphia season um i think they they went awry and they started doing like baiting they were like they wanted they would put people together to get into fights
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know one guy who actually ended up being gay too but he had a whole thing at a bar and, and he was like you know like that, guy, that season um new orleans i think new orleans too he ended up being gay, and he he had in a fight with a guy because he was saying that the guy hit on him, and it was like his breakdown. <laughs> like they filmed it and put it on MTV of him like realizing that he was into it, and then he saw the camera there, and he, you know, that was a, that's a crazy show. You know, that was like you know, mm-hmm. real was crazy. Um, you know, I don't. know.
0: I'm just riffing. Yeah, I think like the um, it was kind of like I think it's a problem that was, like, created uh, way back when that just create has created even more problems now where, like, you know, back in the day, like, you're watching, like, a, a movie, you're watching a movie from, like, one of these classic movies, like Gone with the Wind, Casablanca, this thing, you know, whatever, and it's, like, the only black people you see are, like, you know, maids, butlers, waiters, or the entertainment. Mm. And then when you get into the 60s, um, you start seeing more prominently, like, black faces. And then you get to the 70s, um, it's kind of the same thing. But then, like, you have, like, black exploitation films and stuff like that. Mm. But now, today you know, in the 2010s where, like, the writer's room and the stuff like that are getting more, like, diverse. But, like, the shows themselves... Or, you know, the shows are starting to get more diverse, but the writer's room isn't as diverse. So, you know, if you got, like, you know, a writer's room of, like, 20 writers, and it's, like, 17 white guys, um, one black chick, and, like, an Asian chick and an Asian dude, you know, they're thinking to themselves, like, all right, we gotta include a black character, but you know, at the same time, we gotta include like a gay character. Um here's one way we could attract black people, let's make him black and gay. And you know, when it's like, all right, like this is a a show where there's like uh six principal roles, like why can't you have like a straight black guy and a straight, I mean a straight black guy and a gay black guy? Like why, why, why is it so? You know, such. such why do you draw your own line? Right. Um, I thought I said it earlier,
1: but uh, I was saying consolidation. The word consolidation, mm-hmm. like like yeah, mixing. Yeah, yeah. That I, th- I thought I brought it up earlier. Uh, no, I didn't though. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Writer's Room uh, because that makes a lot of sense. Uh, let, just give me a minute just to bring this up. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Letterman, and uh, I've always wanted. I always wanted to have a talk show since I was a little kid. Uh, There's a picture of me. I'll pop it up right now. Uh, but the Writer's Room was always um, like. 99% white New England, New York, uh, California, straight men. And they would have one woman and they started introducing one woman. Mm-hmm. And then if you go back and if you look back in the thing, the, the, all, all my favorite shows, the one woman they had, now they um, those women are considered um, anti women because they had a deal. It was like a fraternity. They had a deal with the boys' club.
0: Right. So
1: they were so mean to women. They were degrading to women and stuff. Um, I don't want to name names, but there's a famous cartoon that came out in Comedy Central by that, that was head, headlined by someone. And apparently there was a lot of like that type of uh bullying, not bullying, I shouldn't say that, just like purposely being so toxic, uh, like a toxic environment. Toxic. Yeah, yeah. being toxic on purpose because that's what you were taught or that's what you know that's what they, they, they were you know what they were brought up on mm-hmm. in the business and um i know conan o'brien is he's saying he's apologizing so many times for like things that happened back then um and it shows you know he's going on hbo max and his staff is straight up there's like not like, there's like one white guy like mm-hmm. conan and somebody else so he acknowledged it, but he's also, he came from that thing where he was from the New England, um, that upbringing, like, you know, Ivy League, you know, um, which is foreign to me too. I'm, you know, Ivy League, uh, you know, just, but it, we're from the same area though, you know, New England, New York. Uh, but I feel like, um, I, I I can't think of the word, but like, uh, not, not uh, Stockholm Syndrome, but like when you like, you purposely try to like make you know make fun of someone else or that it's also people who are trying who are funny or are into comedy they take things that are in their own uh feelings and they br- they bring it out to other people but they don't mean it to like insult people but some people try to insult people yeah so that's the thing with the uh, mr again bring it back to the black masculinity it's um kind con- cons- like oh um and again, I always say there's a theme for our show, but Mad Men, um, oh, let's get the uh, black community. Let's get the gay community. Let's get whatever. And then they put them together. And then it's like two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. They just try to like wrap it up. Yeah. yeah I've I mean, This is stuff I think about a lot, like where I would see something. Yeah, this, that doesn't make sense, right? It does make sense, right? Like we're like... Um,
0: yeah called consolidation just
1: trying to get it as
0: yeah rather yeah, rather than make it like but totally real, yeah so realistic so- like I mean like it's um the run authentic the the running joke was always like, you know, with friends, it was just like how do you live in New York City and not run into black people <laughs> yeah,
1: oh, well, and they had they had a uh, she's one of the funniest people like. She was the talk Soup, uh host. Oh,
0: uh, I, I, I used to tell her. Name, though, but... Yeah, I used to tell her
1: I was so, I, I, I was so into her. She's so like, again. I like earlier segment. I like funny women. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, I like funny women. She was probably in like eighth to like high school, biggest crush. I loved. Uh, I was really into her. She's so funny. But um, yeah, yeah, they and, had her on the I, show, I, and that, that then... was
0: like the one way because I that was on... Um... That Was David Swimmer because he, he said that he was like he was the one person like like when you know they talk about you know discussing the show and stuff like that, he was like, yo, like why like we, we do need this show to be more diverse, more diverse, more diverse. and he pushed and pushed and pushed and he was like, yo, like can we have like you know, like maybe Ross. You know, he could have like a black girlfriend. You know, he's had a like, and if you look back on it, like Ross had an Asian girlfriend, he had a black girlfriend, hmm. like, and everybody called, and it's ironically enough, like, Ross is like the least, everybody's the least favorite character on the show. He, he was always, oh, like, my he's favorite. My, he's my favorite. He's my favorite. Yes, that's why we have a show.
1: High five on the virtual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but like he like he had the weirdest backstory to begin with first off like you know i you know he's a weird back, backstory uh uh what's her name uh corny cox gets shit on because she played a fat a fat suit character um phoebe um i will say that i related to her too because she reminded me of a, a family situation Yeah, like that
0: was um, mad yeah. bo- bohemian and whatever, whatever, and like yeah. And you'd like, expect you know, homeless, her, to, and then you'd expect her to be uh, the one mother. that might have had like a black boyfriend and stuff like that. And
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the, the birth mother thing was a big deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. You remind me. So there was one episode where I felt weirded out. Maybe it's at the liberalism in me where I was like, are they purposely doing this? Just remember the episode where like uh, Ross and Joey like help someone move. And it's what's her name from? Uh, I forget her name, but um, Gabrielle Union, I think. Yes, Gabrielle. No, 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 is it? Yeah, yeah. Gabrielle Union. Is it? Yeah, I think yeah it was. It and was then, yeah. Um, it seems so. It seems so forced. Like they were like, "Oh my god, she's beautiful." Like I have never seen like on Seinfeld or uh, Friends them purple them them saying like, "Oh man, she is so beautiful." Like like saying it like, over and over again. Yeah. Usually they're just like trying to like hook up with her. Mm-hmm. you know hey gabrielle union it was her. but uh that always felt like uh kind of weird and like forced to me but it shouldn't have been that was
0: me 20 years ago yeah you know? yeah so and then going back to like the 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 representation black of person. like the representation of like um black men and black masculinity being defined star wars mm. right you have this character, and we we talked about it too with the shipping thing. Um, I actually forgot to bring them up because it was a thing. And um, yeah, you know, in the new Star Wars, um, the the new trilogy, the 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 the, the, tr- the sequel trilogy that just um ended last year with Rise of Skywalker. So it started off Seven with four- It it starts off with um Force Awakens, and you know if you haven't seen it, uh, a stormtrooper is and a um rebel pilot, um a rebel pilot is captured and a stormtrooper um kind of becomes like self aware that you know they're basically just you know doing evil things and decides he doesn't want to do that you know uh he helps the pilot poe escape and him and poe like they escape together and then they become like best friends throughout the whole series and literally from each one of these movies everybody's like oh like finn and poe like they should like be a couple and blah 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 and i'm just like yo like this is the first time that a black man is a principal character in a Star Wars movie. He's one of the leads. And you want to make him gay? Like, like why? I mean, Lando Calrissian, right? He was a supporting character. He wasn't one of the main guys in, in the original trilogy.
1: Um, And uh, they made him into a traitor.
0: Yeah, he sold it's...
1: out. Darth Vader shows up in, in his fucking room, and he's like this, and he's like, he stands... the that's the most weirdest scene ever." He stands up, Darth Vader, and it, he was sold out. Han Solo was sold out by his best friend, and he was black.
0: Yeah, but he redeemed himself, and uh, and in... but with Finn in this movie, you know, in those movies, they like tried to make him like it was like oh Finn and Poe like you know, and then in the lead up to the last movie, it was kind of let out that yo like this is gonna be the first movie star wars movie that has a gay kiss in it and they never said who it was because they didn't want to let it out and then they also let people know it was an interracial kiss kind of to get people like um you know to think that it would be finn and poe and i remember walking into the movie the the first time it came out and i was just thinking to myself i was like yo if like finn and poe like Lock lips in this movie. I'm just gonna walk out. Like I'm not gonna watch. and mind you, like Rise of Skywalker. If you oh, haven't class. seen it, it's bad enough as it is. There's enough yeah. stuff in there to make you want to walk out mid movie. But I was just like, what's what's the point of this? Like honestly. And then, um, Solo, um, a Star Wars know, so. story about Han Solo. Of course, includes you know, like Mike said, you know, him and Lando kind of had a um a friendship before Donald Glover before um, Empire Strikes Back so it was kind of going to show how they met and like Donald Glover came, you know, he played Lando he played Lando in, in that movie and he was like, he's pansexual and pansexual just basically means like you're not I, I really don't know like the whole like etymology of the whole shit. oh my maybe... the time of the week nah,
1: no Pen I shows like um not everything is about man and woman, or not about man and man or woman and woman it's just like it depends on like your your character or oh I like you okay. that's where they came from. So that's
0: it right so and then they kind of you and then they, and then you know uh Billy D Williams who played Lando in the um original trilogy he came back in the last movie you know obviously as part of a fan service thing they kind of shoehorned him in and he was kind of saying the same shit too he was like which was kind of crazy to like in retrospect do that um you know retroactively like yeah maybe he was gay or maybe maybe he was pansexual so they kind of made billy d williams say that and or he said that on his own i don't know I
1: feel like he was like signing autographs and people were like, Hey, how you doing? Some girl was like, Meet me in room two oh five. He's like, All right, I'll be there. And the next guy was like, Hey, was Lando uh, pansexual? Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> like that type of thing. <laughs> I feel like, he's like, Colt forty five. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that type of you know, you know, Billy Dews a actually uh good, you know, I I like a lot of his stuff. So
0: Yeah, and then um so it just seemed like if a black man had to be represented In Star Wars, in the Star Wars world with all these aliens and all these different species of people that, like, if he's black, he's got to be, he can't be um, heterosexual. And it's kind of crazy because, Mike, I don't know if you knew this, but if George Lucas had his druthers, um, Han Solo would have actually been played by Glenn Thurman. Glenn Tur- Turman, uh, if you know him from Cooley High, um, A Different World, uh, he's he's I know, on yeah, he, I like, I know he he's on the current season of Fargo. You know, so Han Solo was intention it was originally intended to be a black man, but obviously, with the era, this big budget um, film. Um, why release film? They couldn't have a black man, and you know, they couldn't have Glenn Thurman and and Carrie Fisher in a relationship right. back then, and expect the movie to do well.
1: And I think we talked about in the first like ten episodes. We talked about uh, I think we talked about um, uh, George Lucas and his support for minorities. Hey, uh, Red Tail, right? Red Tails. Yeah, in the movie, so he was very pro that you know since day one, and we all know he came from the same thing with like Spielberg and stuff, and the whole that whole crew, Spielberg, mm-hmm. Coppola, him, you know. So that's not a surprise to me, but I didn't know that. Uh, and this man is from Manhattan. He's from Harlem or Manhattan. Who? Yeah,
0: and, uh, uh,
1: what's his name? Um, uh, Glenn uh, Glenn Thurman. Who? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, God, damn he was married to Aretha Franklin. Aretha he Franklin was married to
0: Aretha her. Franklin. I saw Aretha Franklin did the different world theme because that was his wife. They needed oh,
1: oh.
0: from season two on. Oh, he yeah. got he got her to to do the um to do the the theme song right now. Eighty eight, eighty eight, ninety three. Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, he's in House of Lives. My mom loves that show. House of Lives. Oh, it's like a, a what's his name from boogie nights uh, Don uh Cheadle. war machine Don not yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah but let's go back to uh the, the main point of our topic today is i i used work consolidation and i don't that that sounds so like mechanical i don't want to say that word anymore um but i feel um there's so many people that also want to be represented that it's like like what's the maximum uh you know that's the the point you know what i was saying you know what i mean like um
0: it's like a quota um, quota
1: yeah all right that's that's another word um so would you be happy if you know there was someone that represented you but then there's somebody else who doesn't and then they're, they're watching the same thing so you got you are we gonna have to wait another 10 years 20 years you know what i mean like is it that thing because we talked about this on like a couple episodes ago about um the waiting thing like uh uh i don't know the actual term for it but like i was saying like uh, i said wait your turn and then it was like the euro thing what was it Mm -hmm. we brought it up it was like um oh you'll get you know you'll like a cast system like you get yours you know generationally you'll get it and then you said uh that um Superseded, like like all the European things, and then like you know, black people never got theirs. Right. But I, right, right. What was that again? The term? There was a term we used. It was um something Euro, like Eurocentric term.
0: I don't know. What Euro, it was. Step, Euro step. Euro it's about, step. It's a basketball term. It's like you kind of. Um, oh, for real. It, it's 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 like you um. It's a step where you are. Right, you know the um free throw. The um uh-huh. the paint. The 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 paint. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you could take two steps while holding the ball. So Mm -hmm. basically, like, you could, you know, you, you Josh side to side from one side of the paint to the next and up and under somebody in order to score. So that's why I use the term, all right, yo, like, you know, black men in media, it feels like we're being Eurostep for, like, you know, black women uh gay black men gay black women and it's like it's gotten to the point where like we're not being representative we're not being represented as much as those in our community are and like going back to my first point on the whole thing you know like i say with you mike you could find somebody you could watch a show and it's fine if like the principal cast, like the main people on the main characters on the show it includes a gay white guy. It's fine because there, there's going to be there's a, almost always going to be a straight white guy also at the same time for you to associate with. And, you know, if you're a white. Gay guy, you know, you could associate with that you know, gay person, because he represents your community, but whereas for me, like, I'm watching a show, and it's, like, five or six people, and they include one black guy, they, like, to me, more often than not, they make that guy gay, or bisexual, or, you know, like, they'll have, like, a black girl, and you think in your head, like, oh, all right, cool, like, it's a black girl, so they're going to have a black boyfriend to come in, and then, nah, it's like, this black girls dating, like, a white guy, or a Spanish dude, or, like, a Chinese guy, Uh you know, that, that's, that's just weird. Well,
1: well, if you say that, like, it, like in Friends, like, it's like New York City, it's a hodgepodge of everyone in the world, and then, of course, we grew up on WB, it was always like, oh, this is a black show. I remember when I was a kid, I was, like, 10, and they are like, oh, that's a black network, WB, oh, yeah you know and but that was representation for people to watch um,
0: um and it's wild like think but, about that, that but, was no, like... but,
1: but we no, we brought up the sorry you up, but the, the, a different world where did the show take place the show took place at a black college right it was like a fake helman it was helman from the cosby show
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so of course you know it's like it wasn't like it was different like it was separate from like mainstream that's we could talk about that we talk about mainstream like mainstream i think that's like the term that, you know but now now it seems more like um i don't know uh, it's, it's so many people want to be represented and they need to be and uh how how, how often can you do it, yeah. it was-
0: and you you watch um you watch you you talked about like WB like you know WB, uh, UPN. All of these oh. different channels they used to have like the night and even like ABC to an extent like TGIF. Like you would have like Mr. Cooper hanging with Mr. Cooper and like Family Guy. I mean Family Matters. Miller on Boyette. Same, Miller Boyette on the same night and like. On WB, like they would have Steve Harvey, Wayne's Brothers, Jamie Foxx, all on the same night, and it's like today. That was that was twenty years ago. Like today, Fox oh, you had Martin Living Single, yeah, broke on the oh, cover. Trudgeon was
1: with Martin, so.
0: And then, um, and yeah. then, and then today, like you don't even see that. Like, where do you see like a night where it's just like a show where you could like. A, like, you could pop on, like, CW, and it'd be, like, all black shows. Well, I think that's,
1: like, the point of um, trying to make it
0: spread out more. No,
1: ABC has the uh, blackish, and they have... Uh, yeah, you know, but it's, they... just and they... it's, it's just blackish. It's just blockish
0: and the blackish, like, spinoffs. Yeah. I mean, ABC, like I remember, I used to have a night, I think it was like Wednesdays, and I would have my wife and kids, and then George Lopez. So you had a black, you know, black family show and then a Hispanic family show. So, you know. Yeah, but
1: go, look, I'll bring it back to what the point of this is, uh, Miss um, you want to see someone like you on TV, right, Shug? Yeah. And you want think, you want your you want your son or you want your brother to see someone like you, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the point of this. And whole conversation. just
0: to, to wrap it up, the the final phrase I'd say is it's under it's under representation in representation.
1: Okay, Shib, uh sent me a tweet. Um, it was about a uh, someone involved with uh, football, soccer, um, and it, it was about harassment in sports and she wanted to talk about it, so I'm going to drop it uh, right now to him, and uh, he's going to give his uh, take on it.
0: Yeah, so I um, came across this article. Um, it was first in Athletic, um, and then the New York Post wrote up something about it that kind of like con- con- uh, made it more concise. Um, this young lady, she was a... Athletic training student at Long Island University in Brooklyn. And in order for her to complete her degree, she had to do an internship um, with the New York NYCFC, which is um, one of two MLS teams uh, in the New York area, along with the Red Bull New York. And NYCFC is owned by Manchester City, as well as part-owned by the Yankees. And they play their games at Yankee Stadium. Um, and one of their star players, a former player, uh, European player from um, Barcelona, D- David Villa, um, and she was harassed by him. Her name is Skylar Badillo or Badillo? Um, and, you know, she talks about, you know, sexist, sexist remarks made to her and, you know, inappropriate touching and groping and all this crazy stuff. Um, and, you know, we talked about it a while back ago when some sexual harassment stuff came out about the Washington football team. And, you know, I was saying to Mike, you know, I can't believe like this type of stuff is like like it, it just sounds so crazy that these type of things go on at like work for like these women not trying to get into sports and i'm just like thinking to myself i was like you know i can't really you know i'm thinking i was thinking i couldn't really relate to it because you know like the only thing I could have kind of likened it to is, as I said before, I'm not really, I'm not interested in, like, big women, but I was thinking of it, I, what I told Mike, I was like, the only way I could relate to it was that, um, what if I got, like, a big position at, like, Lane Bryant, and, you know, when I went to work, like, I was just being sexually harassed and get, like, un, um, unwanted, um, unwanted flirting from advances advances from like the from big girls or whatever this on third. I likened it to, to that and then Mike kinda told me like you know what it's you know it's like when I was working at um as a doorman and you know he said that and then I said well you know if you think about it like this chick that I used to work with, I think I, I talked about it on the B-sides that I did with um Darnell, Um, the chick I used to work with, I'm like, you know, if you kind of, if you were to switch the genders and it was like me doing to her what she did to me, it would be like creepy and it would have that like sexual harassment um element to it. So, I think, like, the point I was trying to make to Mike when we were talking, I was like, I guess that's the one way you could really get guys to, to I mean, I don't want to say care, but in order for them to, like, empathize. Because it's so easy to just be like, oh, like, oh, that's so sad that that's happening to her. Like, I don't, I, I can't relate, I, you know, stuff like that doesn't happen to men, so I can't really relate to it. But I do feel bad that it happened to her, blah, 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 blah. But if you look at it, you know I think guys they kind of feel like sexual harassment or um, that type of um, stuff. It doesn't happen to you um, because you know society kind kind of put it puts it in a way that um, you know you as a straight guy can't be you know harassed. But it, it actually does happen. But you kind of laugh it off because. In your head, you're thinking it doesn't happen the street, guys. It's just, you know, all right, this girl that I don't like is um you know can't catch a hint. Or this um gay guy, you know, is just being overly flirty with me, but he's not understanding that I'm not interested in him. I'm not interested in that type type of thing, you know. So Mike, you 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 told me. And yeah. Thinking, so.
1: yeah so like before you introduce like the thing i told you but that's what i'm un, sort of uncomfortable that's why i was accidentally just scrolling through it just to uh because i'm i'm a little uncomfortable bringing it up but um yeah so i was a doorman that's why i was doing that i didn't mean the sound to go off so uh i was a doorman and it was mm-hmm. like one of my first real jobs i was in college and um I didn't during the summer to pay for like uh my school and um i i laughed it off I, i'll be like you know this is what i was saying i think in our earlier topic uh I, I talked about how i was underweight i was like i was like 138 pounds and uh a twink is what we say from uh always sunday mirror mm-hmm. a, t- a twink to a twonk to a twonk, whatever Uh, no but I I literally worked at one of the most famous buildings in the gay community and it's like right next to Stonewall which is like the the, where the riot happened so like I would be outside just like walking around just like wasting time you know like doing this whole thing and people would be like are you the new doorman and I'm like yep and I was like thanks yeah I had no idea what was going on and they're like give a cigarette (laughs) Give a lighter and I'm like uh no with a pretty face like that you ought to have. a. <laughs> it was just like, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I was just like, and I, you know, it happened to me. So I can, I can do the impressions because I'm just reporting the facts. Yeah. Um, and the other guy was like, and then, well, but we got to remember too. It's not just that. The other guy was like, what's man? You need a door, man? And he was like, you need anything, man? I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. And he's like, sure, you, you don't need anything, man. Like uh, the dealers and stuff because uh it's grunge village it's like goddamn this is like the you know they literally uh i know in 2020 we talk about the riots and stuff and uh or protests and stuff i don't really mean to say riots um but there was the there's a the park in front of it where people like lived mm-hmm. and they purposely like um, went in there one day with batons and like just beat the shit out of the homeless there and it was like 1991, I think, or early 90s. And they dragged him out and everything. And my dad even tells me stories of, he would go down there and it was like, kind of like, a, um, you know how we talk about uh, Portland now, where it's like a city within itself?
0: Right.
1: You weren't allowed to go in there. It was like that. So I went in there and I was just like, all right. And the um, uh, long story short is that um, I totally get where like women feel that they're being like um talked to in a way where i'm always like oh well you you say something to someone oh you took it the wrong way no like like Mm -hmm. it's there there's a i i totally understood i understood it and then that's what i told chug uh the other day but yeah but um it was a great experience and i'm so happy it was the same time i was in hunter college which was like a very uh progressive school and i learned a lot and yeah that was a great it was a very good uh experience
0: yeah and then like my, my thing it was with, with, with me you know so I, I had gotten this job and um you know i, I kind of knew she was interested in me but like personality wise it, it just wouldn't have worked and like you know, I've, I told her on, like, several occasions, like, nah, like, I'm not interested in you, like, that, blah, 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 blah. And mind you, we worked together. And, you know, she was, at some point, she became, like, my supervisor. And then, you know, there you go. Mm. Person over you, yeah. you know, basically, you know. uh, Subordination. Yeah, trying to like, you know, get with you and you, you weren't getting to that. And then, like, um, you know, when you talk about like the, the harassment, you know, you're talking about like, you know, if I was talking to other girls in, you know, the because we worked in a mall, like, if I was talking to other girls, like, she'd, you know, um, you know, kind of say, like, you know what I'm saying, Mike? It'd be like, oh, yeah. like, oh, it, it, here's jealousy like, already? Yeah, like the the jealous shit, and then um, you know, if I was flirting with customers, like you, Damn. you kind of like try to embarrass well, me while I'm, you know, while we're working, mm-hmm. and then um, yeah, it, I, I'm gonna cut you off real quick because okay. uh, um,
1: the job, the the, the the job that we have is about performing. And I actually sent uh, Sugar a tweet last night or two nights ago of Robin Williams, like performing. I was like, that's me whenever I would come out and I would would work. I'd be like, hey, how you doing? This is a character. This, this is not the real me, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to talk to someone and you need to like, hey, how you doing? And I'm just like, you know, not flirting, you know, just, you know, uh, sweet talk, I guess. Right. And then, you know how many times this week how many times people two two dollar bills not a dollar bill two dollar bills because i was like sweet talking them and it was like dennis reynolds with the uh boys are out tonight <laughs> you know that whole thing yeah but uh, i told i totally understand but like if you're in the position where the person who you have to report to is someone that you're like you know well they're interested in you that creates an insane dynamic that makes work uncomfortable
0: right And then, um, like, I was talking to, like, a girl that worked in another store. Like, she kind of went up, up, she went above and beyond to talk to, like, people in that store to, like, find dirt on this chick to come back and tell me, like, oh, this chick is this and she's that and that. And I'm like, all right, well, I never told you to do that. And I kind of feel like you're inserting yourself into my personal life. And then we got to the same, you know, I got promoted. I became a supervisor myself. So, you know, she would work the day shift and then I work the night shift. So in that little overlap, like, um, you know, she purposely, you know, it seemed purposely wouldn't have like certain things done so that I would kind of be like behind, um, or, or be left to do it during my shift. And then, when things I was supposed to get done during my shift didn't get done when she came in the next day even though she kind of like left me out to dry she would um she would actually go and like tell the manager like oh he didn't do this and then do that and I'm catching like write-ups and reprimands and getting talked to about the manager and stuff like that so that's an instance where it's kind of like um retribution or like a revenge type of thing because i'm not interested uh, in you
1: i feel like i'm i'm in that right now it's called uh, emasculating emasculating you because i know we sh- you should be generalist generalist at work and stuff but uh i feel like I, I that happens a lot where like someone does something and they like they they leave like this like water bottle right, right here and then um i'm literally like two feet away from like picking it up michael can you please clean th- pick that up can you throw that out And i'm like i'm about to do it and then you get in trouble for saying i'm about to do it you know yeah, yeah. It, it, and then i i just want to say this one thing uh and i'll let Shug finish this off that should told i was so frustrated with some people and show gave me when we we first were actually talking and became friends uh you said the people that do that too they're missing something in their life right like they're like is that what you said yeah. And that and that was like, all right, cool. And my brother was like, Oh yeah, he's he's a good guy, man. They stick with him. Cause it was like, people are so obnoxious and mean in retail. Mm-hmm. So um that makes sense though, right? Well yeah, like yeah, definitely. you remember you remember telling me that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, this a good, good guy, good guy, good guy. Like Charlie Kelly, good guy, good guy.
0: Yeah, all right, then,
1: so yeah.
0: And then um, you know, I think the one part where it kind of like where the line was kind of, like, drawn was, um. you know, something, like, in something between, like, so I made it abundantly clear that, you know, we wasn't going to be anything, like, I didn't like you in that way, but I, you know, you're my co-worker, and, you know, you're still cool enough to be, like, friends with or amicable with, um. But, you know, I guess, like, her and, like, a friend of mine, another co-worker, like, her and two other co-workers, you know, were out, and then she was kind of like, this was without me. She um, basically was, you know, after, like, they have been out, like, partying or whatever and drinking, she kind of, like, you know, when the liquor starts talking, she was kind of complaining about, like, oh, me not liking her, blah, 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 blah. And then, so my friend, he also drunk, and he was kind of he he he's just one of those blunt people. He told us straight off, he was like, "Yo, like, Shug don't like you. Like, like the sooner like you get, um, that gets through to your head, and the sooner you accept that, like, the happier person you'll be, and you won't be here like complaining about him and and stuff like that." So she goes to our manager. And basically, so, I mean, actually, um, the next night when they were, my my friend and the other co-worker that they were with, they got a ride home or they got a ride um, home with somebody else and Darnell was in the car with them, you know, the story was brought up about what happened, you know, what he told her and stuff like that. And they laughed and I came into work the next day. And then they told me and I kind of like it was like thank you. Um tell my friend, I don't wanna put it, I don't wanna put them on on blast, but you know, I told him thank you because I've been trying to tell her that for like two years now. And he he so somehow, some way got back to her that you know, I found out, and like, you know, between like a handful, like four people, me. The one co-worker, my friend, who was a co-worker at Darnell, it wasn't bigger than that. We weren't hyping it up. Nobody was making fun of her and none of that stuff. She goes and tells the manager that this whole situation. So now me and my friend are getting talked to. And, I, I, you know, actually, like, the manager was, like, cool about it. But I told her, I was like, you know, like, Honestly, you know, to the manager, I was like, honestly, like, I'm not understanding why we're talking about something that didn't happen here at work. And B, I wasn't even there, so I don't even know what's being said, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, clearly, she's sensitive. But now, is it like, you know, after you've heard all of this, Mike, I'm like, now, if you switch this. And it were me doing that to her instead of the other way around. Like, wouldn't it sound like one of these, like, stories yeah. that, that we're you, reading? You'd be on the post. Cover the post. Yeah.
1: and so be, so, like, uh yeah, you'd know, it, it be a uh, poster figure for a lot of uh, people angry at people for no reason. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You, they would use you use you as like a, a reason of like masculine talks, you know, toxic and uh, race stuff. And, um, Oh yeah. I was just saying right now. Cause like I don't, I don't work with these people anymore. So I got, I got shit like a year ago. And I was like, all right. And I just sat down. And then literally 30 minutes later, one lady came in, talked to another lady who was giving me shit. Mm -hmm. said uh the girl go the woman goes oh it looks like you just had sex you have sex head and i looked up and i was like that's offensive oh relax relax michael you know i'm like and i'm like i could just completely just like turn this around you but i don't have any gripe so i was just like whatever so like it depends on like your threshold of what's offensive and stuff but some people, you know, I could just I could say a lot of things that happened to me in, in the last couple days, weeks, and I can I can like report
0: people and I don't, you know. Yeah, and you know, like like the point I wanted to make by us both both sharing those stories of like these unwanted um advances, advances and stuff like that is just like you know, if you're sitting here and you want us to be better, because every I always hear that, Mike, and I think You know, this is an open forum for us to talk about it. Every time something like this happens, it's like, men need to be better. Men need to this. And I'm like, yo, I'm not harassing nobody. Mike's not sexually harassing anybody. Why is it the responsibility on me? You know what I'm saying? But but, Right.
1: I I share the story about me in the the reverse role. uh, But also... I was in another position where um, I saw someone who was like, my, I was in charge. It was the first time I was in charge of a staff. And uh, the guy, some creep came in. I'm telling you right now, he was a creepo. Came, walk in here with like, he, he looked like a creep. He looked like, uh, I don't know, like Michael Moore with like a beard. And he was just like walking in. He was like, hey, how you doing? I like, talking all the girls and stuff like, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then like three days later, like the next time, like she came in, she like... He goes, she went to his apartment to take photos. And I'm like, I go, you got to talk to me about this. I'll, like, like naive, naive these naive people. And I looked at all, I was like, you went to this apartment? What, what are you doing? Your studio? And I was like, so I seen all that. Like, this is like 2015 or 14, 15, 16. And I was like, the pre Me Too thing. Yeah. And then, and then, so I was just like, you gotta know this already by now. If you want to be in this business, you're gonna be. You know, I was like, "Come on!" And then the other thing was, um like, we went to a, a bar, like, like one Friday, and I'm just watching, like, the guy who's like in charge of me. Uh, it's him, and then me, and then them, and I just see him, like, like, like a raptor, just like eyeing them all down, like, see, picking, like, who he wants and stuff. And I'm looking, I'm like, "I go, you, you know what you're doing, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." He, he made a joke about it, and then the. Person above him, we're all women, yeah. and guess what? They were they were picking and choosing from me. They were like, "Hey, so uh, why don't you come?" You know, why don't you come? <laughs> I told you that that it was like the female executives were doing the same thing that the men did. And and earlier in this uh in this episode, we, we talked about how I said the writers were mostly men from like the coast coast cities, yeah. coast uh, coast yeah. And they would have like one woman, and she had. They had would. They would have to like um, adapt to the fraternity, and they were remnants of that structure. Like the forty and fifty year old women, like they were like uh, like, hit, like saying inappropriate things to me, and I'm like, that's inappropriate. But of course, I at the time, I it was like five seven years ago. I didn't care. I was like, yeah, that's funny. But um, I can tell, like the next generation us, would call them out you know they would like i i couldn't get away with that but they would say very inappropriate things to me and i'm like okay and i'm like that's funny that's what i'm saying just a shout out to uh, all the uh people that are probably not even working anymore because they got they probably got me (laughs) too yeah
0: so so yeah that's my sports where where, um so when you know men you know when they say men have to do better i'm like that's that's maybe one way that's maybe a place where we could start and not like you know you could kind of think of times where you like been at work and it was like a co-worker or a boss or your supervisor you know as a man you know them being of the opposite sex them being homosexual and you're straight or you're straight you're you're, you're homosexual this straight and you know they're still harassing you um to just relate that just you know because like I said as men society is kind of put us in a position where it's like oh these things don't happen to us or they only happen to women so that when it does happen to you you don't even realize like it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. Like, Mike, I'm pretty yeah. sure you didn't even think of it like a sexual harassment type of thing.
1: Nah, it was a, a, it. it was a funny thing to tell someone. And then years later, repressed, I remembered like that actually affected me. You know, it took years for me to realize that it was kind of uh, jeopardized my future. Like, you know, maybe that's the reason why I saw working there. I think honestly, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I think I felt very, very vulnerable to these uh, executives. And that's why I kind of, I kind of uh, drifted away from that. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and it's fucked up, you know. So I totally understand. Um, I believe, you know, I, you know, I understand that, it, you know, it's not just, oh, you, how you perceive it. It's it's very real. So
0: Yeah, and it's like if it could happen yeah. to you, it could happen. You, you think of it this way. If it could happen to you, it could happen to somebody far more vulnerable than right. you. So that's why I said, like, you know, that situation with me, I think about it, I flip it on the other side. And I'm just like, now, if I, if I was the male, if I was, it was me as the male doing this thing to her, you know, like, it's just, um, that's the one way I could relate to it. It's wrong. Wrong is wrong, period. Um, but, you know. Yeah. And then, and to wrap. Yeah. And to wrap
1: it up, um.
0: Okay, keep
1: going,
0: Sorry. Well, the one thing I was saying yeah. that I, c- I couldn't relate to is, you know, these these young these women, um, getting into sports, you know, this male-dominated, you know, sports industry, and them, you know, um, falling to it, um, or being victims of it, like um, on several different levels, because you know when we talked about that um. Washington football team story you know it wasn't just their employees that had to deal with the harassment it was also reporters and you know and we talked about the importance of female reporters but you know um something some things we didn't bring up but when I read this story about this young lady I thought of um you know uh this this um it was this reporter. I'm sorry me and Mike don't have her name because it was hard to, to find it um, just by researching it. But uh, she worked for one of the Boston newspapers and she used to go into the um, Patriots locker room to get interviews. And while she was interviewed, like. The guys would like flash her and, you know, uh drope her and stuff like that and made it really difficult for her to do her job which was report news report sports and then I also thought of um you know a few years ago I think um Susan Wallman who is the um part of the Yankees radio broadcast team back in the 80s she actually was a journalist for um a sports journalist, and she went into the um, Blue Jays' locker room, and George Bell, who was, like, an MVP player in the 80s, um, he basically yelled and cussed at her and basically degraded her and basically dressed her down um, to these group of reporters and made her look terrible to the point that, I can't remember who the player is. I want. I think it was Fred McGriff, actually. But I I do um research on it. But if you can listening, you can actually do the research on it. And one of these players, um, saw her and saw her crying, and he was like, "Listen, he was like, hey Susan, look, like nobody's interviewing me. Like, you need some quotes. Like, like just come over here and you could you could talk to me. That's fine." like and she she always um was grateful for that moment and you know just to bring it back that's 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 the thing we're talking about where you're asking men to be better there's already great men but i I think that what what should be asked of us men who aren't doing these harassing and stuff like that is just to be that that you know like I said, I, I wish I knew who it was. I want to say it was Fred McGriff, but, you know, be that person that's like, you know, listen, like, all right, that dude's a piece of shit, but listen, don't worry. I see your, your worth and you're just as much a reporter as all of these men. So if you need a quote, if you need a story, like, don't worry, I got you, blah, 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 blah like be that person. And I think for us in order to be those type of people, you know, that's the first step right there. Just try to relate it to yourself. It's it's not so much that it doesn't happen to you. It has happened, but you don't realize like it's happened because you're being conditioned to re- to feel like men can't be victims. Right.
1: And uh, two things I will say uh, before we wrap this up. Uh, there's a lot of people out there and I've realized that during, especially this year where they can't, you can't separate your own experience and, to someone else's experience like so if something never happened to me doesn't mean it didn't happen to someone else
0: yeah right it's like the um it's like the the dave chappelle sketch where he's just like you know he, it's a white old couple in the middle of nowhere and they oh, he opens up the newspaper and he's like honey apparently they're beating they're, they're killing niggas like hotcakes uh also
1: uh aside from what i was saying because i that's true we're like can't separate yourself from your own reality or your own experience no not reality your own experience because your reality is everyone else's reality your experience um the other thing is i'd rather bring this up um representation in sports with uh, uh homosexuals and stuff a lot of them are either um they get bullied while they're in like elementary school and like high school college they never make it to the pros because they have to deal with you know that, that that's the thing i i have, have you have you heard of that where like they just get like they like root them out you know and like a lot of people are who are like the top guys or are actually are are actually that like that and then they like abuse people and then it's like uh
0: oh, people oh. get so frightened I, I was in was, the show too Oh it was the um The Aaron Hernandez thing Cause that was Oh yeah like, That's what they it said, was And they had like Some dude Like he played for He played the NFL For like two years And he came out to, As gay And like He just couldn't handle Like the The bullying And stuff like that And he had to like Cut his career short Cause of it Yeah but
1: That that makes so much So much sense to me You know Like the You know a lot of people like they, they then they re that was from I was gonna bring that up earlier. I just wanted to say that at the end because I didn't wanna uh not bring it up. Um but uh, again we gotta go back to the beginning of this. It was based off of one in- you know, the 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 woman that we we're talking about. Um I you know, I I don't know who she is, but uh I'm sure it's rampant. Um but yeah, like
0: Yeah, and it's just our point of
1: well, our point of this whole thing is saying that it's it's not um it's not just for women. It's not just for you know, it's for this could happen anywhere, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's about like gate gate gatekeeping. These people Mm. are like the gatekeepers and um you know there's these women like she she could probably she she could, you know, go on to be like one of the most well-renowned like athletic trainers and if you think of it it's like so many opportunities now with like all these different sports leagues all these different um all around the world The sports leagues sports teams you know sports medicine is something um i you know in the different even le- levels like collegiate high school yeah. stuff like that like you know, she could really grow her name, but, you know, with an experience like this, and hopefully, because we don't know what the end story is, is, you know, hopefully this doesn't um, dissuade her from doing it. And also, I hope, because this is the other part of, um, you know, the Me Too and the sexual harassment thing, when you report things, you know, people kind of hold out against you you know, because it's like, oh, like she's a troublemaker and blah, 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 blah. And hopefully Whoa. like that type of stuff will happen.
1: Whistleblower. Uh, also in 2020, of course, we're all dealing with 2020. There was actually supposed to be a new league for uh, football, soccer in New York. There's going to be like one or one or two new teams that were going to be like the uh, division, the uh, minor league of the, uh, NS, uh, the New York City Football Club and uh, that. Uh, they were going to be in uh, Queens. You know, there's another opportunity for other people. You know, other women and other people that want to be involved. But of course, it was uh kiboshed this year. Uh, they did. They, they're not. Good. It's uh, run by Donovan, uh, the guy from the Seattle team. But um, I, hopefully, in 2021, uh, I'm going to stay positive. In 2021, maybe like halfway next summer, we'll start doing more things. Um, but a lot of things were canceled this year and uh, but not but not sexist, not like uh, all the other stuff we got to deal with you know so uh,
0: yeah, can wrap it up it, uh, wrap been, it up more friendly yeah it's more amplified now and um, you know like I, like I was saying it goes to the gatekeeping type, type of thing like women want to get into these male dominating thing and I just don't understand why um you know whether it be men sometimes it'll be other women that have gotten there before you and they just kind of open the door and then shut it instead of you know opening and keeping it open and keeping it open for other women to come into um but hopefully like I said something like that you know stuff like this as we grow and you know the victims have voices that you know it'll it, it, um you know people could, could learn to be better people
1: i think also the people that are in charge are also victims sometimes so they're afraid and that's why they purposely like i struggled through it now it's i'm in charge and they try to like block it out mm-hmm. that happens a lot too That happens a lot in comedy and uh, entertainment and sports is entertainment too but uh yeah i mean we talked a lot about this type of stuff in this episode uh but it's also thanksgiving week and i, I just want to as i wrap this up if should you have anything else to say about um our, our our topic right now
0: no we could do final thoughts
1: okay so final thoughts for me is um i'm grateful for uh i can't believe it's been like uh more than half a year um this is like kind of like very therapeutic. I can, you know, sometimes we get on each other's nerves and stuff, but we're friends, um, you know, like this is, this is like what we do and just to like get our thoughts out there. Uh, and I'm so grateful that I have that opportunity. And, um, and we also talked about it in the beginning of this episode that will air, um, but I'm so grateful. Everyone who's been on the show, um uh, i i can't wait for other people that want to join us and just like uh collaborate with us like and i'm excited for like more people to get involved uh but shug i'm very grateful for this uh you know i'm not going to be all uh sentimental but thanks you know thanks for wearing the shirt because we talked about it you know well we do a lot of references that we do just on, on like a riff and then it comes out and um yeah i mean that's it i'm not gonna get to uh you know it was great you know a lot of the stuff we talked about today was not it was specific about something but not like a topic in the uh current events sense where it's more open-ended right. that's why this episode is like fucking three hours long and I, i'm glad whoever is listening thank you for listening to me you know mm. that's it that's it and show, please
0: table yeah, is yours Yo, Ditto. Yeah, I'm glad, like, we we got to this. The next, like, it's crazy. Like, the next one's going to be the 30th episode. Um, And I'm thankful for Joel. He said he's going to keep providing the music for the show. And like I said, when he come, you know, when he's on here, you know, it, it won't be, it'll be sporadic. It, it won't be as consistent as it's been as we've been accustomed to. But you know, the the thing about that is, is it um it makes it will make the um it make it a treat when you know you see oh like Joel stops by for this episode. But um you know a lot of stuff we talked about, you know, the um you know like Mike said this is like an episode all of these topics aren't really um I, I don't know if it was kind of like a product of the fact that like you know, some of the stuff we kinda pushed back because we were waiting for Joel to come back on. Um, but you know, it, it you know, all of these things now, it's not something like about you know, Trump doing something stupid or this kind of thing. Um that is just like that happened this week and it's only gonna be relevant this week. It's like the stuff we talked about in this episode is is a very um prevalent things. Um unfortunately when we talk about like body shaming and and stuff like that. And I just thought it was interesting to talk about, you know, the lack of um empathy when it comes to body shaming men. And, you know, hopefully, you know, the people that listen to this, you share it with, you know, your friends. Cause you never know, you know, who's, you know, what's going on in people's heads. And, you know, that, you know, that that funny um chubby guy that you know you know he's probably laughing through his pain and he you know he 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 has a a bad um image of himself and he would be in a situation where if he matched with somebody on tinder or he starts talking to somebody he's like all right this is unbelievable like this can't be real and it's just crazy and that's why i wanted to talk about that and then um you know, the black masculinity thing, you know, it's about representation. I want to see representation. I like seeing um, people of different cultures, different um, ethnicities from different countries, different um, sexualities, you know, people you don't interact with on a daily basis. But I think like a byproduct, a bad byproduct of it is just that, people are so underrepresented like to begin with that when they do um they they are represented it's just like alright now we kind of have to make him like uh, you know it's a gay black guy that's uh Jewish that's this that's that and it's just like you could individually have different characters like that and then you know the sexual harassment thing like It's a tale as as old as time, and, you know, it's probably only being reported now because it's, you know, more people, way more people have voices. So, I hope that strengthens people. Um, But this has been episode 29 of Shook Me The Mooney. Make sure you check out the Shook Me The Mooney YouTube channel. We have all kinds of different stuff, like... um filmed and shot, and we're getting ready to put out. Even the stuff that we have put out has been um pretty phenomenal. If you've been watching and you've watched those videos, like, share them. Leave comments. Let us know. Give us some feedback. Good feedback, bad feedback. Like, it is it is what it is. This is what we're here for. Like, we want to know what we're good at. We want to know what we're bad at, what we can improve on. All of that stuff. But, you know, for me and for Mike, this has been Shug me be the moonie, Shug me the moonie, Sug me the moonie